Welcome back, lads and ladettes, to episode 49. 49 here, man. I can't believe we're here. We're one away from, from half a century. Like, wow. I know. Dude, we are... The 50 bomb is fast approaching. I'm so excited. Like, I know we always say big things are coming, but like, we we have a big one planned for episode 52. Like, we're we're flying here. Like, well, I'm actually just so pumped. But episode 49, you gotta live. We gotta live day by day. You can't be looking ahead to the future. So here we are right now, episode 49. What we're calling this one, the Rich Peverly episode, because he was uh, he was number 49 on the Bruins, right? Yeah, like I, I searched for so long trying to find guys who were number 49 and like I couldn't find anything like nobody I knew. It was all these old time players and people are like, oh, this guy's like a Hall of Famer in, in football or a Hall of Famer in the MLB. But like I still never even heard the guy's name. So I'm like, OK, I don't, I don't want to use these. And then as soon as you hopped on, you're like Rich Peverly, like bang, Rich Peverly. <laughs> And I'm like, you know what? Like, well, he I, died, dude. The guy literally died on the bench. Like, I know, guy, and that's what all like, those. Well, for all those non-sports fans out there listening to this episode, I, we need some context because you're probably sitting there like, "Who the hell is Rich Peverly?" Yeah. Basically, this guy was an NHL hockey player, and he, I think, he had cardiac arrest like on the on the bench during a game and had to be brought back to life. Yeah. Similar, similar to life. lads and launchers, how we were brought back to life after our two-year hiatus. I, I mean, Rich, hey, Rich wasn't gone for two years, but probably felt like <laughs> that for him. I don't know. People, people thought we were down and out, and that was the end, and they were wrong. They were, they wrong. were wrong. We came we back, came, and we came back vengeance. strong. Yeah, with we came back ready game. to go, man. So yeah, I'm excited. Holy. Like Philly, like like you were saying, though, like we got I, – I, I keep on – I hate being like, big things coming, big things coming. Actually, I don't hate it. No, you don't. You love it. I love it. I love it. But but it's annoying, I'm sure, to the the listeners. But we actually, episode 50 will blow your minds. And let's just say listening to the Lives and Launchers podcast has become a lot more fruitful to the listener. There's a lot more things that uh, you can take away from listening to the pod, and it's only going to get better. So, ladies and gentlemen, buckle up. You are in for one hell of a ride. Yeah. Uh, next monday i guess after the next episode after this one comes out i feel like every episode is just such a ride like i i think back to like where we started and how we like the journey we took and just like i just think about that first episode and we had like sheets of paper printed for everybody that was sitting down and i was like from this minute to this minute we're talking about this and then this minute to this minute we're talking about that and we had like bullet points and stuff we you and i sit down for this episode and we texted like a little bit before the show and we're like trying to figure like what we're going to talk about or whatever. And we got some ideas, but sometimes we throw it in a doc and just like write brief bullet points and stuff. And I'm just sitting here thinking about this episode and I love it. Like I have no problem with it, but we didn't even write anything down. Like we're literally exactly. just flying off the dome. Cause here. Like, well, like, Feli, like for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube, I'm literally in my like Sunday best. So, like I literally got yeah. dressed up. I had a date earlier this afternoon. So I was out and about and just like bumping around, ripping around Kitchener, uh, like had a couple of drinks and I was just hanging out like in uptown. Um, and then you text me when do you want to record. I'm like, well, I'm out right now. I'll probably be back at five 30, five 30 comes around. I literally wake up from like the toughest power nap of all time. <laughs> I just like skyrocket away. comes like, wow. Okay. Like, I'm ready to go podcast yeah. text you or you, I you, I'd missed call. I'm like, I text you back. And I'm like, all right, man, like I'm on my way home now. Whenever you're ready, you go, I'm just like eating dinner. I'll be on after that. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. I hop on the computer, link gets sent, and we get right into it. Like and zero prep, zero, like, it just, what do you want to talk about? Oh, I think this would be fun. Yeah, like, fun let's topic. just roll. Yeah, and you're wearing your Sunday best, and I'm wearing a 
UNC Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I traded a Randy Moss Vikings jersey that I found at Value Village for this jersey too. Like I was in really I was in uh, first year, and one of my buddies was like, "Yeah, well, like how much for that Moss jersey?" And he was wearing this jersey, and I was like, "You give me that, and I'll give you this." And he's like, "Done deal." He just hands me the Jordan jersey. I hand him the Moss, and we'll shake hands and we're on our way what a good what a good deal have you seen those like the bartering system like well there was the show on tv barter kings where they would always just like i remember watching one episode well I, you know i'm sure you know what bartering is you just like basically trading like goods and services like there's yeah. a girl on tiktok who goes like paperclip to a house or whatever yeah and there's one I, I don't know how like there, i'm sure there are some leads or some help but in the show barter kings he goes like oh i want to get my daughter a pony for her like 14th birthday so he starts off with like something ridiculous it's like i don't know a fucking marker okay. and he trades that up and at the end of the episode it's like surprise i got you a pony and like he just <laughs> trots this thing out like he started with nothing and just ended up with a horse started like, from the bottom man we need to try that like maybe i just need to do that with my everyday life like i'm trying to i'm like right now i'm looking at buying myself like my first car so i'm trying to i'm trying to get a truck so like maybe i'll just i'll just like go and start trading this pen like i'll trade this pen for something with somebody down the street and then i'll i'll move my way up and next thing you know i'll be driving a, a, a new truck like yeah, i was like to try it dude i got a pair of like nice bose headphones here and i'm pretty sure the girl on tiktok traded her bose headphones for like a new like unboxed macbook pro or like it was like a new like, <laughs> so i'm like man like i feel like i got some valuable shit kicking around yeah i'm not, I'm not disclosing my address because people are gonna fucking come for my things but like i feel like i have some valuable or things of value that yeah. i would be able to get I, I don't know i feel like i underestimate my own barter my own barter power here yeah i think i could okay, do a lot you know of damage what? let's let's see this so i got it i got this iphone xr um let's call it like a plastic plastic silicone type phone case if anyone wants to trade with me uh just hit me up and we'll we'll get it started we'll get the chain started here i don't need case. this phone case yeah so i like i've got my own phone case on here that i that i use regularly this one's just been kicking around for like a year now if anyone okay. wants to trade hit me up i got an iphone xr phone case we'll, we'll get the train started and we'll see how it goes yeah so did i like honestly yeah phone case whoever needs a phone case it's a good looking one you can go on the youtube and fact yeah check. it's slick it's slick check it's us out on youtube to see it. i want to know like so when you exchange jerseys with this guy though at the party like your first ever barter deal yeah was it at a party was it like just friends hanging out like did you just like literally take the shirts off each other's backs and be like oh here you go were there, were there people around like i'm confused like the setting, the setting okay so so it was like it was a pre for a party. Um, and it was like one of my buddies, like he was oh, one okay. of my boys. Like it wasn't just like some random guy. Yeah. Uh, he had been in our room a bunch of times. And in first year I had all my jerseys hanging up on the wall above my bed. Yeah. Um, so he like had seen the stuff before and seen my jerseys. And then I guess he said like he liked it and he's seen it before. And he came in that day and we were just standing there talking. And he's wearing this Jersey. Cause we're getting, like, <laughs> I think we're going to like a Jersey party. So I was wearing a different one. Yeah. And then he's like, he just looked at me and he's like, we're praying in my room. So there's like probably 10, 15 people in my room. And he goes, yeah, how, like how much for that Jersey? And we literally like right then and there, he just took his shirt off and like took off the Jersey, just handed it to me. Yeah. And yeah. I just took it off the wall and gave it to him and literally took it as he gave it to me and just hung it on the hook and just put it on my wall. It's just like, that. that's done. unreal. Yeah. So, well, I mean, like, I think, that I think that well, one like those those little get-togethers are like I feel like more crucial than ever, especially given like I, I don't know. The, there's the a bar in Waterloo called the Pub on King, and apparently the line on last Tuesday was right. like around the corner. 
Okay. And people are still going inside to like drink and stuff. And like, I'm like, hey, it's just not a good look. I would never do that. Yeah. So I mean, like, get togethers with friends at your house, like, that's that's sick. But but one thing I wanted to kind of get, ask you, well, okay, first before I, I'm just super excited. I'm all over the map here because yeah, yeah. I'm excited to drink with the boys. I always am. Yeah. But even more so this year because it's more quaint little friend get-togethers, which obviously everybody loves. And yeah. I have the like the nicest university house, man. Like I am so excited. Like, I want to go on like a virtual tour or something. But I got like my massive ass room down here. Reed's room is just down the hall. I got the kitchen upstairs. We're like just the middle class fancy. We got like <laughs> we have genuine paintings on the walls of just like flowers and like. Yeah, we had green. that in my in my house at school too. I feel like we yeah. had a very similar situation. Yeah, on. so we just had real like family art that we yeah. found from Value Village, and then uh, we got like nice couches, like a TV wall mount, like movie posters. Like it just looks like in such a nice house. And because like everybody that comes over is like, oh, this is so homey. This is so homey. Yeah. Two kitchens, like big backyard with like a little cool patio furniture set. So we're all drinking out there. Everyone's like, oh, this is so homey. So what my roommates want to do is because. Big Yellow, our house is so homey. We want to go around and then like take little photographs of us, like just like hanging out and like whatever, and get like a frame set and have those little like square pictures going down the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, like a little framed picture, like one of the roommates' graduation photos. Just have like family portraits just uh, around the house. I backed that. Wrinkled around. I think that'd be like unreal, man. I think it'd be yeah. so fun. That would be actually hilarious. But, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that though about like the small like get-togethers because I feel like this summer of all summers was it was so like the times that we're living in right now are so interesting and so strange like i i nobody could have ever predicted this would have gone on and then even like i feel like 20 30 years down the road like we're gonna be looking back on this and being like wow like i can't believe that shit happened we lived through that and like this summer was i i feel i look back on the last couple summers and you come home and you're especially for me because i was going back to university at the end of the summer all i'm thinking is like i'm trying to maximize my time with like family and friends and going and seeing like all these different people and doing all these different things while I'm home and like trying to get it all done before I leave again and like go back and like you'd be going to bars patios like everything that you could think of the whole time like going out playing this playing that right yeah and this summer was such like a small like quiet like I was talking with my friend about it like it's such a small quiet summer of just hanging out with like people that you're close with and like spending time with your family and like actually sitting around and doing the things you enjoy doing and focusing on like that kind of stuff. It was nice to not have all the stress of like, I have to go here. I have to go there. I have to go to the bar and spend this much money. It's kind of cool to just sit around and go to somebody's backyard and sit by a fire and drink with like five, six other people. Like, yeah, it's like, these are people I genuinely care about. I'm not trying to impress anybody. Like I'm not trying to like, yeah, and I, I feel like as, as like older university students too, it gets to a point where it's like you're kind of just over the bar scene. Like you, you, there's only so many times you can go to the, the, the same bar uh, in your university town. And like, I'm sure it's obviously a good time when you do go, yeah. but it's like I'm, I'm comfortable not going out every night. <laughs> like yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to stay home with the buddies and, and do whatever. Um, but one thing I wanted to ask you, was in your little small get-togethers there there are a lot of drinking games out there yeah there's a lot of things that you can do to i guess enjoy alcohol more enjoyably right <laughs> so i want to know what your go-to drinking games are or maybe we can get a ranking of the top five drinking games and obviously if you have a big party keep in mind it's got to keep people engaged it's got to be fun 
uh, it's got to be like there's different factors involved on the rating on the rating scale. Okay, so so there's like a couple different ones, and they go they go around in some different settings. So I'll I'll explain like the one I'm thinking of, and uh, this one was recently introduced to me, and I've only played it a couple times now, and it instantly became one of my favorite games. So my buddy Dean Rayner, uh, he showed us this one when we were at the cottage a couple weekends ago. He told us about this uh, this drinking game got us to play it might be the most engaging game that i have ever played every single person in the room was on their feet screaming so hyped like it was so much fun and it's called horses so what you do and i'll try to explain the best i can is you take the four aces out of the deck and you flip them face up so then they're sitting like four four horses right air quotes horses on the racetrack side by side by side by side you take eight of the cards from the rest of the deck and you put them face down and they go up. So it's like the four cards are below and then like an like, L kind of. Yeah. So like an L yeah. But they start like below that first card. Yeah. 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 So then it goes eight cards up. So what, what the person does is they take the deck and there's a caller and it's so good when the person knows what they're doing. So like Dean is, first of all, he loves the horses. Like he goes to the tracks with his family and stuff. So like he has an actual knowledge of it, yeah. but the caller actually has to be like, you're at the tracks. So, he stands there and what you do is you, you, every single person in the circle goes around and bets on a suit that they think is going to win. So you bet drinks though. So you bet like three drinks that ace of clubs is going to win. But what the catch is, is that every bet you make, you have to drink your bets. So you bet three drinks, you have to take three drinks. So then you bet, I'll, I'll bet ace of clubs. Dean will sit there and he flips one card, whatever the suit is, that's what ace moves up in the lineup. Every time you reach a new level of those eight cards that are face down, you flip it over and whatever suit that is, that suit of ace moves back. So there is up and down the whole time. Like there's no just constantly moving forward. Like cards yeah. move back, cards move up. And so like if, everybody I, gets hypothetically, so if I flipped like a four of clubs, I'd move it up four spots. No, you then. just move it up one. So oh, okay, like okay. if he flips a club out of his hand, yeah. the club, the ace of clubs moves up one. But if he reaches a new level and you flip that card over and it's a club, then the club moves back. But like if you flip it over and it's a heart, then the heart moves back. So now the heart's back two spaces. So like it gets nuts because there will be like ace of hearts is on the very, very last card or like one card away or something. Yeah. And like you flip a card over and the ace of hearts drops back and then like another card another, moves up. And another it, card everybody's just going nuts, like screaming like about their cards. And then at the end, like if your card wins, you hand out as many drinks as you want. Yeah. Or as Dude, you so it's like pretty cool. It's like everyone just gets going. It's like, it sounds more complicated. I feel like that. Like I feel I made it more complicated than it really is. We should but make a live just video. Gets and you hype. Just, like everyone's you going to learn how to play. You should make yeah, a live. Seriously, it's you should have so an Instagram cool. live on our on our channel and like do a little lesson with Philly how to play this game because like that sounds elite. It's so much Especially fun. Especially for small so get-togethers too. Like it's just prime, and that yeah. does sound engaging. One yeah. game that like obviously there's like beer pong and flip cup and all those ones yeah. like you're just timeless. Yeah, stock cup's a good one. Have you played flip stack? No. That's like you get together around like a table and everybody flips. Like it's like flip cup, but everybody goes at the same time. Okay. And the last person who, uh, the last person who like flips their cup, um, has to like take their cup and put it on, uh, the King's cup in the middle. Like there's a King's cup, yeah, yeah. whatever. And they stack it on top. Like, so they flip their cup upside down and try to balance it. 
Oh. And you build the tower in the middle. So every time someone comes last and flipping your cup, they have to add it to the tower, add it to the tower. And it gets like crazy. It gets like crazy high, like yeah. as tall as me. And it'll be like 14 cups high. <laughs> Yo, and you don't want to flex right there. It gets crazy, yeah. crazy tall. Like the highest yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want, <laughs> yeah. But you don't want it to flip over. So you obviously don't want to lose. And like, it's just better not to have to stack this like precariously st- stacked thing. Uh, and then it falls over and whoever knocks it over, it's like Jenga, like you lose. And then you have to finish like the death cup in the middle. Oh, okay. But it's okay. like, it's pretty fun. It's like just jokes seeing like the thing wobbles on your, the one person's like on their, like on top of the table trying to like reach up yeah. there. It's dope. Uh, so that's a good one. But in terms of card game is like, obviously the ride the bus is a, is a mess. Oh, ride the bus is great. Yeah. Um, and there was one I was playing that involved like a pizza box recently. Oh yeah. You flip a coin and it where it lands. Yeah. 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 yeah so and then that's you another one like. Pangea, I think they called it. Like, I know it's probably got different yeah, names for. Like, I've heard that. So I've yeah. Essentially, it's like you each write your name and then circle it wherever yeah. on this big pizza box. Obviously, finish your pizza, um, <laughs> and then you like flip a coin. If it lands on one of the names, that person drinks. And if it yeah. lands in empty space, you have to like write it a dare or write like something. Like my go-to yeah, is always make a new rule. My, yeah, I mean, you make a new rule. My go-to is always order food and make it pretty big <laughs> and just like get somebody to to bite on that but yeah that's a good one there's another one that i played it was pretty simple it's called purple and i played it with you guys like you go around yeah, in dude, a circle. So that one i was trying to remember that the other day because yeah. that was a really fun game when we okay played. so i'll explain it so what happens is you just have one person has the deck of cards and you just go around in the circle and you either say red black or purple and if you say red you flip one card and if it's if it's the card you said like red then um you can either keep going or pass it on and then, so it's red, black, or purple. The other thing you can say, obviously, is purple. And purple, what you do is you flip two cards, and it has to be one red, one black. So if you get it right, you have the option to keep going and keep stacking the cards or pass it on. But the catch is that if you mess up, so let's say there's like five cards on the table, and I say black, and a red card shows up, I have to take six drinks. I have to drink for as many cards that are on the table. Oh. So we've got like hype games going where it gets to like, 16 cards and you're like you get like three in a row and you're just like pass it on and just screw the person over beside you and like they mess it up and they've got to drink 16 17 uh-huh. drinks like they're just slamming their drink like the friendships are ended in that game eh? <laughs> yeah, going it's for so the road. yeah it's so gutless but it's so much fun because it's like very simple and fast like it moves right yeah you just it's all about. pick up the cards that, and just keep going that is something to consider it's like obviously you got to pick your drinking game based on the size of what you're having yeah you got to keep people engaged. It's got to be fun. It's got to be easy to teach or easy enough to teach the way yeah. people are getting confused. Um, yeah, there are a lot of factors that go into a good card game, but I can confirm that purple is kind of fits the criteria for all of them, especially in little get togethers. Yeah. Something I, I like, we were talking about having a lot of Palooza. Yes. Uh, we talked about that in our first tenor of the podcast game. Like we talked about that early and often about how yeah. we wanted to get, a lads and lawn chairs um, party hosted somewhere. Call it the Ladapalooza, and have all of our sponsors and partners come out and like have booths or like provide alcohol, drinks, merch, and just have an absolute time. Obviously, we didn't. We stopped doing the podcast for two years, and it just didn't work out. But because we're back, because we're back, we've kind of like reimagined Ladapalooza, and I have the perfect new house as i was ranting about earlier i'm just so excited with this new property big backyard we got a little kiddie pool and it was kind of funny because like (laughs) 
one one of the the guys in my house was like showing me brokinis when it first came out and he's like dude this is hilarious and he's like a bigger guy he's like just chiseled dude and he's like man i would look great in this i'm like fuck it I'll, I'll, of course like he's just the kind of guy who would rock a brokini and just a confident dude i'm like right all right man i can see it chilling out there in our backyard during a lot of palooza with our uh uh with your brokini on then yeah. I got to talking. I'm like, oh, like we should get custom lads and launchers brokinis for a giveaway. You, you and I were talking about that. Yeah. So I said, hey, like, what, what the hell? Like, let's shoot our shot and message brokini because this is when they were blowing up and like they were all over social media, all over everybody. And I'm like, what better time than right now to have brokini come on the podcast? The two Toronto, Toronto-based entrepreneurs founded brokini. The thing took off. Yeah. And I'm just like, we need to have these guys involved with Ladapalooza somehow. So. Without further ado, I am so, so fucking excited to get the Brokini lads on our podcast. Here they are. Lads and ladettes, we are absolutely privileged to be joined by the minds behind one of the most relevant brands in fashion today, the Brokini. Chad Sasko and Taylor Field have set the internet ablaze with this product, and we couldn't be more excited to have them on the show. How's it going, lads? Thanks for joining us. It's going well. How are you guys? Doing pretty well, thanks. Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah, no we're problem. super excited to have you. Uh, tell us about these last couple of weeks you guys have had. Like with all with all your uh, kind of media attention you guys have been getting, it must have been just a whirlwind of the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we. It's been it's been really crazy. So the Monday, the twenty fourth, things really blew up. Uh, we we entered a contact. Uh, field form on blog to and they picked us up and then it went from there and then it was in uh, like we were in barstool sports that night we were on esquire.com and then i was on the radio the next morning at 7 45 a.m with all sorts of um, different radio stations and it just got out of control um, i mean chad could speak to what happened to our website it just couldn't handle the traffic yeah, we got something like 150,000 visitors, which we just weren't expecting, and uh, it, it couldn't handle it. Orders were being duplicated. There was all kinds of problems, but um, it we cleared out most of our inventory in the first 48 hours. So it's uh, definitely a nice thing to happen. So how long, like, had you guys been running the company prior to uh, BlogTO picking this up? Uh, we had started it in December of of last year, technically, like we bought the domain and we had been reaching out to manufacturers and trying to find, we had this idea. Um, we kind of did the prototyping process. Our manufacturers located in South Korea and we sent, you know, samples back and forth and tweaked things about three times. And then we were kind of had the website up, took photos once we, you know, had our products in and, and just about a month ago, end of July, we, we had our products in, got our Instagram page up and then, gave it a few weeks of kind of just message, you know, seeing if friends would order or anything. And then, and then this blog TO thing hit. That's okay. I was just saying we had a couple friends order, but it was a, it was a lean couple weeks. Okay. And so then what, what was, what were your friends reactions upon you guys blowing up online? And, and like, what were, what were the friends saying who didn't uh, order anything kind of, uh, I guess like slap in the face of them, like realizing they missed out on uh, the golden goose. Yeah. So the, we have a, like a big WhatsApp friend group. And it was just, they were basically just picking up the best comments they could find of people roasting Chad and I. (laughs) 
Um, and they found they found some beauties. There's a lot of clever people out there. Um, Chad and I have pretty thick skin, and there was some really really clever, funny stuff just ripping us apart. Um, and then of course we had a couple friends that did order, who thank you for their support by the way. But the guys who didn't, they're now stuck without brokinis because we're out uh, until wow. new inventory comes in. So they're uh, they're high and dry, and that's their own fault. Okay, so I want to ask Chad this question then, because you guys, uh, you said you guys are getting roasted. Um, so first off, I want to apologize on behalf of, uh, I guess, Ryan and I for the flack that your name gets just in general, just uh, how it gets like labeled on different things. I guess it's kind of similar to the whole concept of like a Karen. Um, yeah. But after you guys released this product, which Brokinis, and the whole idea is, uh, it's like bros, it's for product for bros how how is the response been to that like have you specifically been getting targeted being a ch being chad and being a chad and making a product like this it, it yeah i mean it definitely plays with the brand and yeah. i've definitely been getting some heat on that uh, kind of one of the funny things is taylor and, and my mother both of their names are karen and <laughs> uh and also, Taylor's mother-in-law sold our first prototype, and her name is also Karen. So we've got a, a lot of Karens and Chads in, in the company. Nice. There you go. Definitely so just, it works. Also, it does, yeah, it definitely does work. Uh, take us back to the very beginning. So you said you kind of started in December 19. Um, kind of walk us through like the product's inception and, and how you guys came up with the idea behind the concept. So we, um, we're in our early 30s now. Um, but starting in our, in our twenties, we started going on bachelor parties as friends got married and, you know, they started out like relatively tame, normal bachelor parties. We, we would go to Vegas a lot. Um, but then one person started wearing, like we had, we got oppo suits. I don't know if you've heard of those. They're sort of like just way more fun suits with funny patterns on them. Um, and then we started wearing speedos and then just funny costumes all the time. And we went on like, we went on one of these trips a year at least. And eventually Chad and I got bored of everybody just wearing speedos because they were boring. Um, so I started scouring the internet and we found wrestling leotards. And we thought that would be a really funny bathing suit to wear like on Bahamas or at a pool party in Vegas. And what we found out was that they got, we found out the hard way that they go see-through and <laughs> that, that was actually on a beach in Bahamas. We had, we had white flowery like wrestling leotards and they went just pure see-through. Nice. And, um, they all, they were terrible to swim in cause they just like ballooned up. They snagged all the water. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, so then we, we retired those and thought we should try to actually make them cause they they're really funny. You, when you're wearing these things around guys, like everybody's making comments to you. Everybody's looking and laughing. And surprisingly, it's a lot of guys being like respect, cool bathing suit. <laughs> I wish I had the confidence to wear that. And we're just going, just put it on. It doesn't take any confidence. Um, so then we, we went into development and Chad found a manufacturer and my, like Chad said, my mother-in-law went to fabric land and sewed up a brocchini and we sent it away. And, Brokinis was born. That's hilarious. Did Borat have any kind of influence on the design at all? Uh, not exactly. I mean, obviously Borat's an OG when it comes to wearing awesome bathing suits. Yeah. And, and like he, he's a goat. Like Brokinis is a lot of fun, but if, if you can wear the Borat, you can wear anything. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we wanted we wanted to be able to wear the actually wear this everywhere. So right, right. Any, like like any, around around children. Around yeah. <laughs> kind of my minimum. So like, I mean, I I think you need to be able to draw inspiration from a man with that much confidence. But in terms of the actual shape of the bathing suit, yeah. we, we wanted to be something different. Um, and that again, wasn't see-through, didn't, yeah. didn't show too much, but showed enough to have a lot of fun. Yeah, no, you guys are definitely, uh, I mean, you guys are definitely getting some attention, both positive and negative, but I guess as they say, any press is good press. Uh, I guess I want to know, I, I've kind of like been scouring your website and, and checking things out. And I see that you guys have the, the profit calculator on the bottom and it is negative. It is negative. Is there any truth behind that? Is it like a, is it a marketing scheme? I want to know what, what kind of made, made you guys decide you wanted to go public with this information. We, we thought it was a funny idea right from the get go. When we placed our first order, we were about five grand in the hole. We spent maybe a thousand on product development with prototypes and, I paid someone to translate a message for manufacturers and pattern designs and stuff. And then our first run ran us about four grand. And then we were updating that, you know, as friends sales came in. Uh, and then once the website went crazy and I was, you know, I was packing orders with my parents in the, in the dining room. Um, I, I couldn't keep up updating it. So we were positive for a while because we sold out our inventory, but uh, we kind of calculated how many units we were burning through and decided to place another order for 1500. Right. Uh, which was quite expensive. So we're that that's roughly accurate. We've had a, you know, we've had some more sales today, so I need to update it again, but um, yeah, that's not, not quite a marketing ploy. I don't know how long it'll last, but um, <laughs> it's yeah. People have, uh, have really liked it. Well, I can only imagine you guys are going to break even pretty soon. And then once you guys start bringing in the dough, then, then you might have to uh, hide that from, from people. Eventually it's going to have to go down. I think. If it gets to the point where we have to hide it, then we'll be, we'll be pretty happy campers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Make, making the customers feel bad. Um, so I know like, I've kind of been doing some light LinkedIn stalking, and I, I see that you guys don't uh, – you haven't always been entrepreneurs. You guys have went through business school and kind of had some corporate jobs. Have you guys committed to the Brokini full-time? Uh, is this something that you kind of jumped in, jumped in uh, and, and kind of got fully behind, or is this just a side hustle for you? So Chad has been for the last two weeks, because I mean, again, if we go back the first three weeks that we did this, it, it, we built the website over months. We, we wrote the copy over months. It was, that was just totally a side project. Um, and then once things blew up, uh, I had to take a couple days off work and Chad went at it full. And that's off my full, my normal job, my job that actually makes money. Uh, Chad, is a digital nomad. He had a little bit more flexibility, but definitely put his full time and effort over the last two weeks. So, or not quite two weeks yet, a uh, week and a half into broken. So we, we're not entirely sure where it's going to go from here, to be honest. Um, it, it, it would be a fantastic thing if, if this could grow um, for two reasons. One, it's, it would be a funny job to have to say that I work at Brokinis. Yeah. <laughs> But also, we just, the both of us think it's really, really funny if this ends up being the legacy that we leave on the world. Like, <laughs> like hey, kids, daddy was the inventor of proteins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Really funny thing. So we'll, we'll yeah, I feel, I feel bad. We've had some articles written 
in like European publications talking about how brokinis are going to desecrate historic Europe with drunken Brits wearing them. And they're talking <laughs> about it in like high Facebook groups. And it, I don't know. It's an, it, it's an interesting mark to leave on the world. So have you guys been selling products globally or is it mostly just been North America or like, what's the, uh, what's that being like? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've sold to around 14 or 15 countries now. Um, and I think I checked it. We had 150 countries on the website. So basically about a few central African and some Island nations haven't been on yet, but right. uh, we hit, we hit pretty much everywhere else. And, uh, I, th I think, we'll maybe have more luck in the future. Once our, once our shipping sorted out a little better, we're, we're moving to a fulfillment center in the U S which should make worldwide shipping, not uh, as insane as, as Chad's mom's fulfillment center. So <laughs> that's awesome. I, you guys, uh, I know you, I've, I've kind of seen, you've actually personally attacked me on the, well, not attacked, but you guys have replied to me uh, on Instagram on my personal account. And I know that you guys are super active on IG do you guys have a social media person working for you or is that all you two kind of like looking at the comments and mentions and, and getting back to everybody personally? We've got a friend who's helping us out a lot. Um, he, he stepped into when, when things went crazy and he's been doing a majority of it. We'll, we'll step in and, and do what we can, but he's also a really funny guy. Um, so we, we let him handle quite a bit. Right on. And then the, the models too, are, are those you two? <laughs> uh, for the most part, yeah. Like the, the two main guys that you see, uh, that's Chad and I. Chad's normally in the Bromingo and I'm normally in the Fine Apple. Um, we, didn't, we didn't have any money. Uh, my wife wouldn't let me spend any more money, I should say. So we didn't, <laughs> we didn't hire real models. It would have been fantastic to have a wide range of um, people and body types to model it, but it ended up being that we went to uh, Grand Bend Beach and um, with a friend who's a photographer and got our first set of pictures that really allowed us to launch for penis, I guess. But yeah, that, that's us, sadly. So Taylor, uh, you mentioned that you have a wife and uh, Chad, I'm not sure what your situation is, but uh, what did your what did your spouse and like, her family and stuff say, and even your own parents say when you're like, Hey guys, I'm launching the brokini. Like we're, we're going out and launching the brokini. What was their reactions to it? Okay. Um, I can, I can run you through that. Um, so my wife has known obviously all along because she's been there for the, the all the costumes through the bachelor party. She sort of understands what she got into and yeah. we've been married, <laughs> married for 10 years at this point. So she knows who I am. Um, and she, I would say that she has the patience of an angel and is a very wonderful woman. Um, but like her mother-in-law stitched up our prototype. Yeah. Um, and my parents, I wouldn't say they're, they're proud. I think that they're, <laughs> they're surprised that this took off the way it did in the media for sure. Um, and I, th I actually think I heard my mom say, I'm oddly proud, <laughs> <laughs> which is I mean, I guess it's good. I guess they're being as supportive as they can, given yeah, that that's just so funny. But I mean, that's that's the whole thing with this is we started it as a as a a costume to wear at bachelor parties with our friends and thought maybe other people would like this. And it was sort of a joke, but it turns out that lots of other people actually do like it. And 
so now we're where we are. But I mean, family overall has been pretty supportive. My father-in-law, when he found out, sent me a text and it just said Brokinis, LOL, question mark. <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but I, I met him. Uh, he came to my son's first birthday a couple days later and everything, everything was good. And then when he left, he just sort of said, good luck with the bikini business. And that was the end. So. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah. I, one of our, one of our big catchphrases is disappoint your parents. Um, I think if maybe originally there was maybe some of that, not, not fully, but you know, I, I came downstairs, uh, and I was visiting my parents in, in a costume one time. And my, my dad was like, please, please don't wear that one. Like the other ones are okay, <laughs> but you know, this, this one's too far. Uh, of course I wore it anyways. So that, that's kind of, um, they're, they're very supportive now. Obviously they're, they pack half the envelopes for our customers. So they're, they're fully on board and they've been a huge, huge help over these last couple of weeks. So how many different like patterns and designs and stuff do you guys have? And then uh, do you have options for like kids to wear them or is it just an adult thing or what's the deal there? So right now we just have two patterns. We have the uh, bro mango and the fine apple. Right. Um, but we're rapidly working on some new fantastic patterns. Uh, because we've had, we, we basically, when, when this all blew up, people were like, I want one of these. I want one of these. I want this pattern. And we were just, we were just trying to scramble to deal with the traffic and the orders that we had. Right. Uh, but there's been so many great ideas from people on social media. Uh, so we're going to, we're going to try to make those happen as quickly as we can here. And in terms of the kid sizes, I mean, I know that I would love to have one to wear with my son, um, because we would. I mean, we would just kill it on the beach, the two of us together. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, like a father-son walking around with their brokinis. Yeah, so I definitely wouldn't rule that out. Because I think it's a fantastic idea. And, I mean, a man in a brokini turns heads like crazy, but if you add a cute baby to that, it's game over. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We're, uh, we're also adding an XL size. Uh, we got a lot of comments about, I w you know, I wish it could go a little bit bigger. And... Uh, or yeah, that's hopefully coming in September. Pretty cool. So in a in a perfect world, guys, in a perfect world, you could get anything you wanted. What would the future of Brokini look like, or what would you want it to look like? We've always said our first hire would be a, a golden retriever to act as the receptionist. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know. Not sure what the budget is for that, but we we have a Facebook posting, a job posting. For we actually had a couple applicants, but they weren't, in fact, golden retrievers. So uh, we had to deny their application. <laughs> uh, but we've we've got some other ideas for for products. If if we keep selling, uh, just expand the line. Uh, some other product ideas to bring on. Um, it it would be cool to to turn it into a full time job, at least for me. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, uh, I think I got like one more question here before we go. Uh, Chad, we saw that you you did your undergrad at Western, and then you did your MBA at Laurier. Um, I just graduated from Western uh, a couple months ago. And, Go Mustangs! Yes, and uh, Ryan is currently uh, in an MBA at Laurier. Not so, MBA, but maybe oh, one MBA. day. Sorry, sorry, in at Laurier. Uh, anyways, what would you? 
how would you compare the two schools? And if you had to pick one, which one would you pick as like your favorite and for what reasons? Be, Chad, you have to be careful here because I also went to Western, so don't pick oh, wrong. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> as, oh, man, guys, I was not a good student. I, I went to Western, but I didn't go to Western. I lived at home. I, I didn't go to any of my classes. I, I, I picked my courses based on the syllabus that didn't have participation. So I could just <laughs> go in and write the midterms and the exams. Uh, and actually, Laurier was pretty similar. So um they're they're both good schools but i think it just ends up being who who you end up hanging out with and and who you get along with at the school fair enough so we'll have to just just say western's better then i guess (laughs) yeah so western's in in conclusion western's better thanks for coming to my ted talk yeah there we go perfect (laughs) all right i got i got one more for you actually this is this is a little challenge for you guys so i've seen on your website that you have a little haiku right and i can only assume that you're you guys are poetry fanatics so would you be able to give us a haiku of what you would say to all the haters of Brokini. Oh man, can we go on an honesty streak here? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, go ahead. The friend of Chad's who is helping us with social is the one who wrote that haiku. Really? Okay. And and he is an absolute uh, integral part of Brokini's, but he's he's the poetry master, and like Chad said, we. We're terrible students, so <laughs> I don't even I don't even know what a haiku is in terms of syllables. Is it it's five, is it five I think seven? It's, it's, I think it's yeah, it's five seven five. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, had it wrong. Down, we had we had the syllables wrong for a bit, which we thought was funny, but then a lot of people were <laughs> they weren't getting the joke, so we we fixed it eventually. Yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, like. As much as we would love Brokinis to take off and be and see Brokinis everywhere we go, we think that would be fantastic, and we want to bring some laughter into the world and have fun with that. But we also want to have fun running the business, and like the whole reason behind like the the profit counter and all of that stuff on the website is we thought let's just let's just be different than every other company and be honest about where we're at as a company. Um, which we, we just end up finding funny, of course, because it was so far in the minus and probably will be for a while. But we, we wanted to have a good time running it. We wanted to make sure we were having a good time. Our brand was just our sense of humor. Um, and so writing a haiku that was actually wrong by accident is dead on for, for who we are. Yeah, I don't know. I think it keeps you guys authentic. Like, I love it. I think it's just way more relatable than other, than other uh, clothing like, businesses out there. Um, but I, guys, like, I can't thank you enough for coming on. Um, I'm pretty honored that you guys uh, took the time out of your day to chat with us, even though you're covered by Barstool and Esquire and all these big name blogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we're just kind of, I don't know, still recording out of my, I guess, dorm, my university house on uh, Brighton Street in Waterloo. So are you going to go to your next party in a brokini? Oh, I think I, we're going to have to, we're going to have to order them. Maybe we'll see if we can like talk to you guys after and we'll get uh, some like lads and launchers, brokinis or something. I mean, maybe, maybe we should come to a party and brokinis with you. I'm not opposed to it. I open, like it. Open invitation. We're going yes, we to sure. really, have the uh, lot of Palooza in my backyard and, and have a, yeah, definitely brokinis uh, are mandatory. Yeah. Right. So we'll have to wear brokinis. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to get permission from my wife. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Well, guys, thank you again for taking the time to come on. We really appreciate it. 
uh i respect the hustle i respect the product you guys are putting out there and i love the honesty you guys are providing even just as far as saying like yo we didn't even write that haiku <laughs> like just straight up from the moment you guys came on uh we've we've enjoyed this whole conversation that we got to have with you guys so thank you for taking the time thank you for chatting with us and uh we wish you nothing but luck with uh brokinis hopefully it takes off well thanks, thanks for so much guys appreciate it yeah, it was nice to have some actual time uh, to get into it because normally the interviews that we have been doing were like three minute segments, but it was nice to actually dive into it and actually have a conversation with people. So that's great. Um, wish you guys luck. Can't wait to see you guys at Ladapalooza. Yes. Yeah. I'll be, or we will be the ones in Brokinis for sure. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you guys so much. Uh, we'll see you at Ladapalooza. Cheers, lads. Cheers. Cheers. Wow. Like, I just wanted to say thanks so much again to uh, Taylor and Chad who, who came on. The revolutionary minds behind <laughs> the Brokini. The Brokini. Yeah. And it's such a simple idea. Like, it started off of just being kind of a jokes thing that, that they wore to bachelor parties and just to have a good time with their buddies. And then they just said, like, I don't know, we got to do something more with this. And yeah. it goes to show that a little, like, well, work ethic like you can make money doing anything well i guess not right now because they're in the hole. <laughs> right now not right now because in the hole but like it's just so cool to see kind of these guys turn this into their full-time careers like that's so dope man yeah that is really cool it was pretty cool to talk to him it was kind of cool too that the guy um the one guy went both of them went to western but the one went to western and laurier yeah like, yeah, Chad yeah went to western and laurier so like that's kind of cool a little connection there but yeah, that was so cool. Like you, you messaged me like, yeah, like let's shoot our shot with these brokeen you guys and see what happens. And then I said, yeah, like, let's come on. So they came on, had a chat with us. It's cool just to get to hear about like how it started, why they started it and like where they're going with it. Wish and them the whole, the whole luck. Like, yeah, the whole relevancy of it as well. Like they, dude, they blew up 150,000 yeah. orders or whatever it was in their first day of, of being posted. It was the blog TO form. Yeah. I think we should probably fill that. Let's get our lives and launchers on on uh blog to hey yeah podcast in the gta (laughs) but that was dope i mean and then to to follow uh jedi guy up with brokinis where i think we're back i think it's safe to say we're back in the mix we're here to stay yeah we're here for the long haul and we're 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 not going anywhere with uh with like shitty content we're not bringing you shitty content like it's just not happening i think it's kind of cool like the diversity of guests that we we've been able to have on too you know like uh, professional athletes, um, sports, media personalities, TV, yeah, media personalities musicians. musicians. Yeah. Like it's so, it's been so cool to get to have on and like meet all these people and just to hear what they're doing. Like even listening to Jedi guy and just getting to hear about all of his life experiences and the life lessons that he was able to teach you and I like sitting there like, damn man, like just the stuff we've got to listen to and we've got to be a part of for, through this experience has been so cool. It is, man. It is. And I would have never thought that we would like get, have these experiences or, or do like any of the shit we've been doing. Yeah. Um, and it's just crazy to me. Like, I, like looking back, like I'm not trying to pump my own tires, but I'm just like, I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. Like, I think you can say the same thing. It's just like, yeah, it's just cool to be, like, it is to be, cool, man. This shit. But uh, yeah, man, I like Brokini guys. Thanks again for coming on. I, I hope that they, they did say near the end of the interview that they would be coming to Ladapalooza. Yeah, I think Chad Chad said he's got to get permission from his wife. Yeah, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor said he's got to yeah, get Taylor's going to get permission yeah. from his wife. Uh, and then hopefully we can maybe get a Lads and Lawn Shares Brokini collab. I don't know, custom merch for a giveaway. That would be dope. Yeah. And them coming to Ladapalooza, plugging their shit. Hopefully we can get a bunch of Brokinis around, around Laurier. Um, but that would be so awesome, man, if they could come through. Yeah. 
What an uh, interview, I, though. Yeah, what an interview. I know, I know who else said they would come to La Palooza. We had uh, Mucho TV. Yeah, going to come to La Palooza. Yeah, what a cast of characters you could have out. Holy know, smokes! Man. Maybe Tim Hicks live concert. Never. Cirillo opening. Mm, I don't know. Maybe Never a little know. foreshadowing. <laughs> but yeah, never see, know. Billy, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you, kind of. I guess La Palooza aside, we're yeah. all excited about that. But hey. We got to hold our horses here. Yeah, really. I wanted to talk to you about shit that, like, this is just, like, I was I was walking down the street today, and I'm just, like, think, and it just popped into my mind. Like, is jury duty a real thing? Like, because, like, like, I hear about it all the time, and it's really, like, prevalent in, like, media and TV shows and, like, oh, jury duty, this sucks. And, like, everybody goes. But it seems like they portray it as a much more common thing than, like, it is in reality. Okay, so, <laughs> so listen, listen. So here's where I'm going with this. It's, I want to talk about things that are more common um, in like media or things you were like, taught that aren't as common as you may you have been led to believe, if that makes sense. Okay, okay, I got you. So I think the jury thing, duty thing is hilarious because like prior to this summer, I would have, I probably would have been on the same page as you and i would have been able to sit here and be like yeah like you're right like that shit never happens but i work with the company i work in it's a small crew there's three of us like in this thing and then like our owner so uh literally like the odds of this thing this happening is so low because only three of us but the one guy is 28 years old and he says to me the other day we're driving in the truck and he goes dude like last night i got a letter from the government and I got called to jury duty and I was like no way like I because I was I had never even thought of this like you're thinking about it right now but like when he mentioned it I was like damn like I don't know anybody who's like being called yeah, to jury no, duty, right? Like, nobody maybe it's, I don't know if it's because we're too young or like what it is but yeah so I'm like no way you've been called to jury duty and he goes yeah and this is the second time what so this guy has been called that's jury like, duty twice that's like uh that's like kind of similar to when we're like oh we don't know any hand models and then all of a sudden out of the woodwork <laughs> i was a hand model cole hayward was a hand model yeah that's and then one of my friends was, from school is a hand model like what so uh, apparently maybe it's more common than we maybe we're just idiots man i don't yeah. know but hey i just don't think another thing that like, on the same kind of like vein as that of things that like are you're led to believe are more common than they actually are yeah stop dropping and rolling like, how often are you taught to stop, drop, and roll as a kid? Oh, how yeah. often are you on fire? Like, never. I've never <laughs> been on fire. Like, why, do, why is, like, teaching kids to stop, drop, and roll as common as it is? I guess it's, it's just... It's important to yeah. know to put a fire, but how often are you really on fire? Yeah, fair enough. But, I mean, like, I guess if it happens, you got to be prepared to take the necessary but steps to, to handle it. Much. Like, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I guess it's like the co-reds and stuff though. Like think about how often you do those fire drills and things like you got to just practice them. You got you to be prepared. I guess, bro. Yeah. But I like, just, have you ever seen somebody on fire doing stop, drop and roll? Like I can't even think. Yeah. Of like a video yeah. 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 So I actually saw, I was on Instagram. This is crazy. I don't even know how I've stumbled across this, but it was a video of like a snowmobile accident. I don't even know if I was on like a, a meme account or like on somebody's personal IG. Maybe it was like doing some light stalking. I don't know. Okay. But regardless, I was just on Instagram on somebody's page and it was like, maybe if anybody knows this account, cause who knows? I don't know. I can't remember, but it was this guy and like who had gotten a snowmobile crash and his snowmobile caught in fire. And it was like a video of him, like the, the snowmobile going up and then he and like jumping off and stop dropping and rolling. Really? Yeah. 
And someone's like, oh, quick thinking. Like, and the comment section was just filled with positivity. And they're like, oh, quick thinking. Like, good job. And like, <laughs> the, the guy handled it like, like a pro. Yeah. Maybe enough. that's because of the training as a kid. Like, I guess. It's got to be. Yeah, but I don't well, know. I, it's, it's the, the only time. That's it's the, the only training. It's the, yeah, training. Dude, it's the only time I've ever seen anybody use stop, drop, and roll that effectively. Or just in general for that, for that like, matter. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's, it's so interesting, though, like, when you message me and you're like, because we were just trying to figure out, like, stuff we could talk about. And you just brought up, like, you just said something about, like, maybe we could talk about Jerry Duty. And then, like, I had no idea where we were going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I, I gave you no precursor from yeah. where I just said, I, my text to you said, like, oh, like, I have some topics we can get into. And then I'm like, yeah, I've got a few, too. Jury duty. And that was it. Like, no idea where it was going. But, hey, I think we made it through pretty seamlessly. Maybe the listeners are confused because that kind of, like, had twists and turns. I don't know if I explained it that my, my kind of perspective well enough for people to kind of follow. Yeah, but I think but we're my good. I think just going. Clear. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. That's <laughs> right. So yeah, like things that aren't, if you have more, we'd love to hear submissions. Things that like are more common or like you're led, you're taught are more common um, than they actually are in adulthood. Yeah. Let us know. Hit us let up. us know. Let us know. Okay. McGee, um, has, how's the uh, guitar going? Like how's Ooh. the guitar playing going? The guitar playing is, yeah. it's going, it's going. Is it? So, not so much recently <laughs> because <laughs> not so much, but I'll tell you why. Dude, December 15th deadline. We're I coming up faster than we uh, it thought is. here. It's faster than we thought. I will have the chain down pat by December 15th. However, these last couple of weeks, as you know, I've been involved in the, the orientation week. Yes, yes. We had our closing ceremonies last night. So orientation week is officially done, or the two orientation weeks. And we had our, I got shouted out again. Oteen gave me a little shout out for my, our how-to podcast session. They thought we did such a good job, man. Like all the positive feedback I've gotten from that, like everybody's like, you guys killed it. And I'm oh, like, yeah. wow, like, thanks so much. Like I was re- just an honor to be a part of Laurie's programming. Yeah, it was, it really was. And honestly. then, then to like, they're like, oh my God, did you prepare? What did you do? And I'm like, well, uh, to be honest, I don't know if you, I don't even know if I can be saying this right now because like people who hired us are going to be listening, but uh, I'm just like, no, well, if you want, like you want the truth you can handle the truth like, yeah we hopped in the dock like 15 minutes before and wrote out some point form notes similar to how we prepare for podcasts honestly yeah, yeah. we hopped in the dock and just like put some point form notes in and we're like nah. like i'm pretty confident that we have the ability to pull this off yeah and we just hopped in and got to talking about our past and, and the equipment we needed how we got our start social media marketing reaching up to guests partnerships yeah. um just all kind of all the ins and outs of, of doing what we do and it's a lot. It's a lot more than the average listener would think. Like, there's yeah. a, there's a lot more that goes into this than than the average Joe would think. But hey, if you love what you do, you have a good day in your life, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I heard you say that maybe like uh, five or six times during that during that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved it though. We were honestly both just firing out like the most inspirational, like just things just cliche, like yeah. yeah. Just like, don't, it was unreal, though. Yeah, no, that was so sick. And people like there was the chat was active too, man. Like, yeah, it was. They were buzzing. They were the chat was buzzing. Yeah, got some nice messages from people. This guy Eli's got his own podcast. Eli was in the chat was just like causing up a storm and just like he was just sending his love or her love. I I don't want to assume, um, but Eli was just like a menace in the chat in the best way possible. Yes. Yes um so yeah shout out eli maybe eli can be the lot of the week i don't know who he or she is but what a, what a stallion that person is yeah okay yeah uh so like thinking about the guitar though um because you were like you're busy right now you can't do it um 
Is there anything that you like said to yourself you were gonna do at the start of quarantine that you just didn't end up following through with? Oh, was there like yeah. anything you were like, oh, yo, this is by the end of the summer I'm gonna have this done? <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because you know this too. You may have forgotten. You may have forgotten, but the backflips. Yes, bro. <laughs> think all the way back. Think all the way back to like I think I episode one. Videos. Yeah, episode one of our return though. Of our yes, return. yes, yes. So I was filming in my cottage and I'm talking about like, I want to learn how to do a backflip. And you're like, holy fuck, guitar backflip. Like you're just an animal right now. Like simmer down, buddy. And I'm like, fuck, I just have big aspirations for quarantine. <laughs> and I got out there. I got to tell you how it, how it went down is, I don't I may have said this in the pod already, but I brought out a bunch of like patio cushions and stuff. Yeah. And I got an old like mattress, like an old school mattress that like belonged to my brother or sister. And I just threw it all this cushiony shit down on my lawn in the backyard and I was out there for probably like six hours trying to build up the courage to like tr- tr- do backflips. And I started out like with crab walk or whatever and like just started out with a little up and overs, doing back rolls. Just started out like how the YouTube tutorials taught me to start out. Right. And then it got to the point where I'm like, okay, this is it. This is where I make the transition from rolling to actually jump and roll. I'm like, wow, like I'm close. I feel it. And I just couldn't do it, man. I like, jumped once. I did some weird, like, tw- tw- weird, like, contortion thing in the air. Just being, being, being <laughs> a lanky string bean. Like, yeah. I just looked so uncomfortable. And then I just like, watched the video back. I'm like, wow, that was, like, the ugliest thing I've ever seen, like, ever. Like, I, just, I just looked like shit. Like, I just looked so bad. I'm like, wow, like, maybe I'm just not cut out to do a backflip. This isn't for me. <laughs> yeah, this isn't for me. So I brought out all my shit. I had my brother's standing in the door shaking his head at me. And I was like, fuck, like, Whoops. well. Whoops, yeah, my bad. I'm never going to do that again. But then I see guys, like, shout out Dare. I haven't talked to Darius in a minute, but I saw a video he posted on his, like, Snapchat or Instagram, and he's like, oh, this is me learning how to do a backflip. And it just looked like he just did it in his first try. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, come on. Like, damn, go off. Like, fucking killed yeah. it. Yeah, fair enough. Not for me, though. No, so, no. Not for me. But good job, Dare. Shout out, shout out Dare for, for being able to do a backflip. It's dope. Yeah, that is dope. <laughs> like sick, man. It's so cool. So uh, for me, I was like, when I before I came home, because I was looking on TikTok a bunch, before, like at school, and we would just scroll through for hours. Um, I saw all these people making like custom beer pong tables. Ooh. And all I could think about was like, I don't have anything to do when I go home. I'm just going to be sitting around. So I was just going to like order some wood from Home Depot, like pick it up or whatever, and then make these custom, make a custom beer pong table. And then five days after I got home, I started working again. So I literally did nothing. Like, I literally didn't do any of the stuff I planned on doing. I was going to redo my whole room, like take everything off, build stuff to go in my room and like put shelves up and all this stuff. Literally all I did was just came back, put my desk from school in the corner, like (laughs) turn the stand, put a TV up and move the bed to the other side of the room. (laughs) That's about it. Like I called it a day. That's so funny. But like, I wanted to make these beer pong tables. And then I texted you and I was like, yo, yeah. do you, would you be down for a custom beer pong? I was so confused. I'm like, did I like miss out on some like group chat thing? Like, I didn't know if it was just a thing that was happening. I didn't, cause there's no context. Like, would you be yeah. down? And I'm like, oh yeah, like absolutely I'd be down. And he sends me an example of what he would do, what Zach yeah. would do. And it was like this glorious ping pong, a glorious beer pong table. I'm assuming that like, obviously it's gonna be different than the one he sent me cause it was not his work, but I got faith the guy's a handyman. I'm sure. I'm sure the product will be will be great. So I'm yeah, excited so like, to see what you can do. Yeah. So I was thinking though, and I'll have to figure it out and have to work through it. But because this summer I got home and like for the first time ever, I started building like fences and planter boxes and stuff out of wood. So I became pretty like 
handy with woodwork. And I was like, you know what? Like, I think I can do this. I think I can do it pretty well. So I think that I'm going to start building these like custom beer pong tables and see how it goes. Probably try to sell them. But I was thinking we could maybe fire one out for like a giveaway. Dude, a lads and lawn chairs beer pong table. Are you kidding? That's so cool. Yeah. Like we could do one, do one up for your house. See how it goes. See how it looks. And yeah. see if how there's it any kinks that need to be yeah exactly yeah and then work it out and maybe we uh, start firing out some some lads and launchers beer pong tables hey Philly so what I've seen like there's uh, at one of my friends' houses they have a uh, custom beer die table okay and it's up to specs of like the official beer die rules and stuff and what I would recommend or what would be a cool touch for the very first ever custom lads and launchers beer pong table is having what they have on their table is a bottle opener screwed into the side of the table oh done so i think that's just a touch you need right in the right in the center the center line like on the on the edge of the table on the yeah. side of it be a bottle opener don't have to go anywhere i think that's a great idea man but I, yeah that's a, that's kind of where i'm headed i'm like you know what like i'm just working now working full time battling away like might as well do some do some extra stuff on the side see how it goes so i, yeah. I think that could benefit me and the lads and launchers so yeah and i i well Dude, think about because like we were talking, we've been we've been talking about giveaways. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want to like tell you guys anything before it exists. Um, but I'm going to anyways because like we're excited about it, and we probably will make it happen. We just wanted to like get it concrete before we announce anything on our socials. But we were talking about the beer pong tables. We we're talking about we have a friend who does custom AF ones. Like maybe do we do custom lads and launchers AF one giveaways? That'd be so cool. Yeah. If you can get in contact with Brokini again to do something with them, custom lads and launchers Brokinis. Yeah. But yeah, let us know if these things are like in, you guys are interested in these yeah, things man, because like, we can definitely go and start working on them and making pushes for, to go and get stuff. But like, yeah, lots, lots, of, lots of things on, on the way. Yeah. Man. Lots of things on the way. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 That is super exciting. Uh, man, like big things coming. Like <laughs> you're, you're hearing them. You're hearing them as they're happening. Like I, I just can't keep up. Yeah. Well, I can't keep up, but I'm just like, I, I want to get it out there. I want to just spew my word vomit and just like tell you all about all the cool shit we're planning in our heads. Yeah. But we'll never know until we know. You never know. Never know. You never know. I don't want to, I don't get ahead of myself, but yeah. Big things coming. Big yeah. things coming. Well, McGee, dude, I think it's that about wraps up episode 49. That one the rich heavily episode. I know it did fly by. We actually were just rolling and literally no notes no nothing just off nope. the top of the yeah, dome just like staring into the zoom screen like just sort of, I'm looking at your face just hanging out i got a random toronto sun article open i don't even know what it's about and uh oh almost closed the shit but yeah man we were just firing this is a yeah. natural just a natural talent episode i'd say <laughs> yeah this really displayed our our nitty-gritty skills like this yeah. is like bare bones what can we do let's make it work like let's see where we go resilient a resilient episode just like rich Paverly being resilient (laughs) coming back from his cardiac arrest (laughs) coming back to life yeah honestly what an episode me what an episode always a pleasure to chat with you man dude oh yeah it's it's so awesome to catch up with you every week and just like find out what you've been doing because like we don't talk honestly other than the podcast shit obviously we like keep up to date in the group chats and shit but like it's so nice to just have another another reason to find out about what you've been up to, cool shit you got going on in your life. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, uh, man. And with that being said, 
you know the drill, guys. Like you know the drill at this point. Big things coming, and uh, if you want to find out what they are and find out what the surprise is for episode fifty, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's well, before we go. There's there's a reason we haven't announced a lot of the week. We announce a lot of the week every week. We didn't forget this week. Where there's big things coming, like we always say. You'll have to tune in next next Monday, episode fifty, the big episode fifty, to yeah. find out what those big things are. There's a reason we haven't announced this week's lot of the week. So stay tuned to find out. And the only hint I'll say is that it just gives you another reason to keep listening to us. And I think you guys are not going to be disappointed with the surprise. Uh, and yeah, like that's, I, I'm so, I'm so excited to get that news out there. And it just makes a lot of Palooza that much more possible too. If you yeah. Really think about it. Yeah. So I'm going to just let that marinate with you. You can, you can take that any way you want. And the only way to find out is to catch us in episode 50. Uh, same time, same place, same one. Cheers. Cheers, lads and lads. Cheers. Cheers.